0: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Sarah. I'm one of the pastors here at the Vine Church in Pasco, Washington, and I'm just honored and so excited to get to talk today about joy. Joy is a beautiful thing. You know, I don't know what you think of when you think of joy, what images, what pictures and experiences come to mind. A few weeks ago, my family and I, we went up to the mountains and it just so happened that it had snowed the night before. And so this was our first snow experience of this winter. And there is just something so joyful about the first snow especially when you have kids and so we were outside a good share of of our time up there uh, making snow angels and building snow people and we we went up the mountain some to find a little bit deeper snow so we could go sledding we took our dog up there and she just had a blast jumping around in the snow and rolling around in the snow. We were throwing snowball fight uh, snowballs and the dog would jump up and try to catch the snowballs. It was such a fun and just lighthearted, joyful experience. And so today as as, as I talk about joy, that's a picture that comes to mind. This just this excitement on people's faces. Today I'm continuing in our series on Advent and Advent is a season of waiting and anticipating the coming of Jesus. And so, so far we've talked about hope and how we, we wait on Jesus expecting God to do what God does. And that's part of what hope is. We've talked about peace. And today I get to talk about joy. And so what, what I'd like to do today is I'd like to take a close look at the story of Mary because I love the story of Mary. And it's surprising how joy shows up in her story and so i want to look at luke 1 together Um, i'm going to start reading in verse 26 if luke 1 verse 26 is where we're going to start off if you want to read along with me in the sixth month of elizabeth's pregnancy god sent the angel gabriel to nazareth a town in galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named joseph a descendant of david the virgin's name will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one to be born will be called the son of god even elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive is is in her sixth month for no word from the lord will ever fail i am the lord's servant Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. I love the story of Mary and I love imagining and trying to picture what Mary would have been like. You know, when I was 18, um, my parents put me on a plane and sent me to Europe to, with a backpack, and I got to to travel around um, Europe, specifically France and in Switzerland and Italy, and I spent a whole lot of time Looking and, and visiting uh, cathedrals, these amazing cathedrals that are built all over Europe, and so often in, in almost every one, when you go in, there there are different depictions or representations of Mary. And sometimes you'll see the statues of Mary, and other times you'll see Mary in the stained glass windows or in paintings. and And I loved just imagining what. Mary might have been like, because these are, you know, these are depictions of Mary from people's imaginations. So what was Mary like? And so I invite you as we process this story to imagine with me what Mary might have been like. Here's what we know about Mary. Mary was a, a Middle Eastern young woman. She was likely 14 or 15 years old. So, so very young. She was a Jewish girl in a land occupied by Rome. And that meant that she belonged to a marginalized community, a vulnerable community, a community that had experienced and was experiencing oppression at this time. She was from Nazareth, which is an an insignificant a small village, it was maybe about 2,000 people population, and it was a rural place. So she, she was a young girl, a young teenager from a rural Jewish community. And she really, even in her own community, even in her Jewish community, she really had no standing in society to speak of. So she was young, she was a woman, and she was unmarried. And in that culture, in that time and place, though she wouldn't be high in society's standards. And so like many young teenage girls, she probably woke up early each morning and had a long list of chores and work that she needed to do. Um, Because of her age and, and, and place in life, um, it, the scriptures tell us that her family had arranged for her to be married to Joseph. And likely this is an arranged marriage with between the two fathers of, of Mary and Joseph. And this was a, it was an engagement, but she was a legally binding contract. So it's more than our engagements that we would think of here today. They weren't married yet, but um, everything was pretty much set legally. And so in in fact to break the engagement, they would have had to get a divorce. And so here's here's who we have. We have this young Middle Eastern teenage girl who's engaged to be married. She's living in a rural Jewish community, and an angel appears to her and greets her. And immediately, Mary's startled. She's startled by the greeting. I mean, first of all, that she's being greeted by an angel, her Mary um, being greeted, someone who's not very important in that society. And then she's perplexed by the type of greeting. The angel says, greetings to you who are highly favored, that the Lord is with you. And I imagine Mary turning back and looking behind her and and kind of asking, "Is, is he talking to me? Is this angel really talking to me? Like, am I the recipient of this greeting, me highly favored and God is with me? And then the angel continues with this stunning revelation. The angel says that Mary will conceive and give birth to a son, and that she's to name the son Jesus. And the the name Jesus means Yahweh saves. God saves. In fact, this baby was to be called the son of the most high God and was to be given the throne of David and that reference is is, is means that this child would be the long awaited messiah that the jewish people had waited so long for this messiah and so mary hears what the angel says and she's she's still a bit confused and and bewildered and she asks for more details she says how how will this happen And the angel responds, you know, that it's not going to happen in the normal way, but rather the Holy Spirit will will overshadow you. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that you will become pregnant. Remember, this is the Holy Son of God that we're talking about here. So this is going to be, this pregnancy is a miraculous and divine thing. And as if to remind Mary that God can with God anything is is possible. With him, nothing is impossible. The angel tells Mary of her relative Elizabeth, who was well past her childbearing years, who was was pregnant, miraculously pregnant at her age. Um, and I am just blown away by Mary's response that comes next in the text. Mary responds, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Here, Mary, this young teenage woman, she's just received this life-changing revelation from an angel. And her response, you know, at first she's just asking for more details, but then when she hears a little bit more, her response is one of willingness and one of openness to whatever God wants to do. You know, I imagine that the people's, uh, her community's response to her pregnancy is likely gonna be very strong and there would likely be a lot of questions and a lot of rumors. And in fact, the Gospel of Matthew mentions that, that Joseph had intended to quietly divorce her um, until God intervened with a dream. And yet, even with all this in mind, even though this, this miraculous revelation by an angel it just rocked her world. In this moment, Mary responds with willingness and openness to God. And she's, she's basically saying, I am the Lord's servant. I will do whatever you want me to do. May it all happen according to your word, according to God's plan. And I just love, love her faith and her um, willingness and her openness and and just all of it in this moment. And so what does Mary do next? The story continues. Luke 1 and verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And so after this angel appears to Mary and and gives her this life-changing revelation, she hurries and she goes to Elizabeth, the relative um, whom the angel had spoken of. And this is where joy shows up. In this story, in a very surprising and beautiful way, in this story, in the text, it says a baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped for joy. And I don't know if, if you've gotten to experience that. I've had two children and so I've, I've experienced the feeling of a baby moving inside of me. And at first it's just these little butterflies, these little small movements. And as the, the baby gets bigger, they're, they're stronger movements. And sometimes it feels like they're just doing somersaults in there. But this feeling, that Elizabeth had when she heard Mary's greeting was the baby leaped inside of her womb and through the Holy Spirit, because the text said the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth, Elizabeth recognized that the baby was leaping for joy and that Mary was carrying the Messiah. Now remember that the angel, an angel had appeared to Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband, to tell him that that Elizabeth would have a son and they were to name the son John and John was to prepare the way for the Lord. And here Mary comes and through the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth recognizes that Mary's son will be this Lord, Jesus the Lord. And so Elizabeth exclaims to her, I love this final statement, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. She she just calls that out in Mary you believed and you are blessed because of that you believed God's word to you and it's happening right now. One of the things I love about this portion of the story is that Mary seeks out the friendship and community of someone who who has, and is experiencing God doing impossible things. Just, just really in it. I mean, imagine just all the feelings and drama surrounding, you know, people finding out that Mary is pregnant, but she goes to Elizabeth and Elizabeth is able to see God's what God is doing in this moment. She's able to see the larger pictures and she calls that out in Mary. She says, you are blessed. God has chosen you for this purpose and made this promise and you believed. And I wonder if Mary didn't just really need to hear that in this moment. Hey, you're on the right track. Look at what God is doing. The Holy Spirit is working. And in this moment, The Holy Spirit brings joy. And so Mary's response to Elizabeth is found in verse 46. And this is beautiful prayer. I I like to think of it as a song or an exclamation. But in Luke 1 verse 46, this is what Mary says. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices. And God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. In this prayer or this song, we see how how Mary, this young teenage girl who just had her life just totally turned upside down, rejoices in God. She is filled with joy and she rejoices in God. And first, she rejoices for what God is doing for her personally. In the first few verses there, she rejoices in God, her Savior. She rejoices that God is the Savior. And Jesus, this tiny babe in her womb is called Yahweh Saves. She rejoices that God is mindful of her in her humble state. And I find this just to be beautiful, that we serve a God who sees the humble, who sees the vulnerable and the marginalized and is mindful of those people. And and Mary considered herself one of those people. And so she's like rejoicing that God is mindful of her in her humble state. And she rejoices that God sees her and is doing great things uh, with her and through her, that she is included in God's plan, that she gets to participate in this way. And then Mary continues rejoicing, and she rejoices in God's larger plan for Israel and the world. And, it, and it's a plan of deliverance, a plan to save, that God sees and lifts up the humble, that he provides for those who are hungry, that he is fulfilling his promise, to israel in jesus the messiah this tiny baby that will save the world i love i love this story and some of the big takeaways for me in the story of mary is is really seeing how mary was willing to participate in god's plan and it just blows my mind, her openness and willingness to say yes to God, whatever his plan was. And I wonder at times if, if some of us don't feel or feel like we don't qualify to partner with God, that we don't qualify to be um, a part of of his plan and for God to use us that maybe we're, we're somehow not good enough or don't know enough or not talented enough. Or maybe we just feel like our lives are are just falling apart right now. Maybe some family issues or, or sickness or suffering of some sort. And I love Mary's example here because what God requires of us is to be willing and open to him. And then he does the impossible. In fact, he delights in working through the humble. He delights in working and using us. And so I love here that one takeaway is, is seeing the willingness of Mary to participate in God's plan. And then another takeaway for me is that in walking with God, in partnering with God, we experience joy. And joy um, is probably a good time to to pause and and just define the word joy. Joy sometimes is used as a synonym for happiness and gladness and fun and excitement. um, And that's part of joy. But biblical joy is specifically referring to celebrating and delighting in what God is doing in God's deliverance, in God's salvation, in his transformative and healing work in our lives and in our communities. And so joy is both a feeling and an action, okay? So it's both an emotion. In fact, uh, the joy is a fruit of the spirit. So the spirit fills us with joy, but it's also a posture, that we choose. And so sometimes joy will will come as this excitement and gladness, and sometimes it'll come as a quiet amazement as we see what God is doing. And so joy is deeply personal in that we can each experience joy uh, for ourselves. And also it's deeply communal, that in community and walking with others and conversations with others, we get a chance to, to expand our view of what God is doing, especially if it's a diverse community, people who see things differently. We, we get different perspectives and we get a clearer picture of what God is doing in our world. So here in Mary's story, we see that joy came as she was waiting on god's plan to be fulfilled she she was pregnant at the time in the first trimester and she's staying with elizabeth and she's just waiting at this point she's got nine months of just waiting and joy comes as she's waiting on god to fulfill his plan and joy comes to the holy spirit the Holy Spirit is bringing joy in this moment and joy comes in community when she uh, she sits with Elizabeth, excuse me, in community with Elizabeth and together they focus on what God is doing. And so I wonder right now, I wonder if we could just take a minute to ask, Some questions Um, in our lives, in our community right now. What is God doing? What is God's plan for our life right now, for for our community? What are small ways and, and big ways that we see God working? Maybe we're in a season of waiting for something more specific. What are we waiting for God to accomplish? I wonder in that waiting, are we willing to l- let God use us however God wants to? Like Mary here, are we willing to say yes to God, to let go of our carefully laid plans and, and our vision for the future and partner with God when he reveals part of his plan to us? wonder, will we choose to rejoice as Mary did in what God is doing? Choose to watch for and to celebrate God's redemptive healing work, his work of of transformation um, in this world as he brings about healing and salvation. Friends, we are invited In this season, we are invited to offer ourselves up to God and to willingly participate in what he is doing today. You know, as using the example of Mary, we're invited to respond to God and say, we are your servants, Lord. May your will be done in our life. We will say yes to whatever your plans are for our lives. And as we partner with God, and as we watch as his work of healing and love and transformation and and deliverance unfolds all around us, we are invited to experience joy, to celebrate and delight in God's work, his work of healing and transformation. We are invited to open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit producing joy in us, as we see more and more clearly what God is doing in our life. So friends, as, as we think about joy, we're invited to willingly open ourselves up to God and say yes. And then to experience joy as we partner with God, as we watch his work unfold around us. So as we, can, let's go ahead and, and conclude with a prayer. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you so much for the example we see here of Mary's willingness to say yes to your plan. And Lord, we thank you for how you care for us as we partner with you, that your Holy Spirit produces in us joy. And God, today we choose to posture ourselves Um as people who rejoice, who, who watch for your, what you are doing and then rejoice that you are working in our lives, that you are working around us and in our community and in our world. And Lord, we pray more of you, more of you, Lord. We want to see more of your plan unfolding around us. And in this Advent season, as we as we contemplate the coming of Jesus, we say, come, Jesus, come, come in our lives, come in our community, come in our world. We need your healing and your love. We thank you that you are God who saves. We thank you. In Jesus name, we pray. So i want to leave you today with this benediction. Leave us with this benediction. May we see what God is doing all around us in our individual lives and in our community. May we see what God is doing. And may we continually offer ourselves to God as willing partners in his work. That we would say, yes, Lord. Yes. And may we experience joy from the Holy Spirit and may we choose to rejoice in what God is doing. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a fabulous week.